When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Pilares. We've got a lot to update the faithful on before the first round of the playoffs begin. And let's start with some very exciting news. The Associated Press has announced their list of this year's All-Pro players just this morning, and it looks like seven total 49ers players earned All-Pro honors. Lindsay, would you like to share with the faithful which Niners made the list? Yes, congratulations to all seven of these players. This is a huge accomplishment, and I know we talked about it earlier in the week. It is very much award season, and the 49ers are cashing in on a very successful 2023 regular season. So congratulations to Christian McCaffrey and Fred Warner first. They were actually unanimous first-team All-Pro selections. Um, And then Trent Williams, George Kittle, and Kyle Juszczyk are joining them on that first-team All-Pro list. Also, a huge congratulations to wide receiver Brandon Ayuk and cornerback Charvarius Ward. They are both first-time All-Pros, and they made the second-team All-Pro list. Again, just a really amazing accomplishment. Um, I think it's also always really exciting for just newcomers. I think Kyle Juszczyk is someone that I'd like to highlight because he is an eight-time Pro Bowler. He's had eight straight Pro Bowl selections. So to get a first team all pro selection on the heels of that eighth Pro Bowl is just really huge. Um, it's a new new honor for him. BA and Mooney also second team all pro selections for the first time. Um, Brandon Ayuk put together back-to-back thousand-yard receiving seasons. Charvarius Ward led the league in pass breakups with 23. Also had five interceptions this season. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I feel like, <laughs> um, is a very obvious first-team All-Pro selection. He's pretty much won every award that you can during the season. Um, he just got the um, NFC Offensive Player of the Month. It was his second one of those. Uh, This season, he was selected to the Pro Bowl. He had, I believe, five FedEx Ground Player of the Week awards. He's a finalist for the yearly award for that and also two NFC Offensive Player of the Year awards. Trent Williams is on the first-team All-Pro list for 
three straight years now. And in three of the four seasons, he's been with San Francisco. Um, Fred Warner has gotten the first team all pro selection in back-to-back years now, three total times. George Kittle um, followed up 2022 where he made the second team all pro list. Now he's back on the first team all pro list. Um, Just a huge congratulations and hopefully plenty more to come because hopefully uh, an extended playoff run coming up soon. Absolutely. Congratulations to those seven guys for an amazing 2023 regular season. But now diving into what's been going on in the building during this week's bye, the team had a free workout day on Wednesday and then a full practice yesterday. On our last episode, we went through the list of players who are working through injuries. So are there any new developments, any players seen back out at practice yesterday? Yes, there were. The expectation was that several players were going to come back, and they absolutely did. I think the most notable return was defensive lineman Eric Armstead. He has not played uh, since that Week 13 game over the Philadelphia Eagles. He's had separate knee and foot issues, um, but he was back at practice. The plan was to have him work in on Thursday, and if that went well, have him return for Friday. Um, Then we saw Ambry Thomas, who had hand surgery last week. He was back in practice. Rookie safety Jair Brown, he missed the last two games of the regular season with a knee sprain. He was also working in with the defensive backs. And then wide receiver Jawan Jennings, who suffered a concussion in the Week 15 game against the Arizona Cardinals. He'd been working through the concussion protocol, was cleared earlier in the week, made his way back to practice as well. And then safety George Odom, we talked about this earlier in the week as well. He had his 21-day practice window opened up. Uh, he's on IR, um, went through an off or went through a surgery during the season as well. He was in a blue non-contact um, jersey yesterday, but was working in with the defensive backs. So all very good things health-wise, and that's kind of where head coach Kyle Shanahan said the team would be. They would be getting back to health during this week. So to have five players working back in is a really positive sign that they're kind of on track where they want to be. A lot of people outside the building have been wondering what it's like for the team to stay sharp during the postseason bye week. So after what you heard from the players yesterday, how do they describe their practices? It was funny seeing Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle saying, hey, the offense won. And then Fred Warner takes the mic and says, no, the defense won. So Just what's that competitive nature like on the team? I think it's a good sign that even during this bye week, this team is not complacent and they continue to just spark that competitive fire, right? There was conflicting reports um, between the offense and the defense who played harder and who made the most plays yesterday. And that's the type of energy you want from a team that is looking to keep that momentum going after a really successful 2023 season. Uh, Fred Warner is always great, uh, especially during training camp. I feel like he really makes it a point to just have that friendly banter with his teammates. So it's nice to see that at this late in the year, he's keeping that same energy. Um, And I do think it gets the best out of Um, you know, everybody on the offense. And I think probably in in their own special way, everyone enjoys it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And a few guys spoke to the media yesterday after their practice, and they all shared that they're looking forward to watching the first round of the playoffs this weekend. Six NFC teams will be battling it out, but there are only four possible matchups for San Francisco in the divisional round. So 
For the faithful's viewing experience, Lindsay, could you break down how each matchup for the Niners could play out? Yeah, Bree wrote a really great article on 49ers.com where you can see every situation that has to occur for each one of the options. But heading into the weekend, the 49ers only have four possible opponents, and that would be the Green Bay Packers, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, And that is because they will play the lowest seeded team remaining in the NFC. So they definitely will not see the Dallas Cowboys or the Detroit Lions in the divisional round. Um, Both those teams, depending on how this weekend goes, could be possible options for the championship, but we're not there yet. Um, So let's run through the scenarios. So they would play the Buccaneers if the Buccaneers win, the Lions win, and the Cowboys win. They would play the number five seeded Eagles if the Eagles win, the Lions win, and the Cowboys win. The Rams would be coming to Levi Stadium if they win and the Cowboys win. And they would be bringing the Packers into Levi's if the Packers win. So the 49ers could know their opponent as early as Sunday, depending how this all shakes out, because Green Bay plays the Dallas Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium. Um, That's the first of the NFC wildcard matchups. So we could know right away, or this might extend all the way to Monday, depending on how the games shake out. All right. Well, we'll just have to see. Thank you, Lindsay, for breaking that one down for us. But before we wrap up this episode, we're going to answer a few questions directly from the faithful. If you've signed up for text messages with the 49ers, you had a chance to submit any question you'd like. And we've got a few to answer today. So Jorge from Los Baños, California asks, Lindsay, what's your favorite moment from the regular season? This is really tough. Um, Oh my goodness. I'm not sure it was a moment, but it was an entire game. Um, I really do think that the week 13 win over Philadelphia was just a little bit of a moment of redemption, um, especially because the 49ers had to return to Philly after having their season end there, you know, in the same calendar year. So it felt really fresh. Um, and, you know, the Eagles fans always bring the energy. They always will. That's kind of their trademark. Uh, they definitely didn't hold back when the Niners were in town. And it was, but you like that energy. And there was a ton of faithful that rolled through Lincoln Financial Field as well. And just to see the way the 49ers came together and dominated in that game. Um, I think it was six straight touchdown drives. It was just so cool to watch. And then it was kind of like an ominous feel with like light mist coming down at some points. Like it wasn't anything crazy, but it just had the feel of a, of a playoff game and to have it in week 13, I thought was just a really cool experience. Yeah, that was a great one. I think mine was getting to see the players eat their turkey legs on Seattle's <laughs> field after their Thanksgiving win against the Seahawks. That was like a once in a lifetime moment for them. All right. Next is Elaine from San Jose. They are asking, what do you think the team will bring differently to the end of the season that we haven't seen yet? Lindsay, your thoughts? So this actually comes to mind after hearing the four players speak yesterday um, during the only bi-week availability um, that they have with media um, this week. And it was just kind of about the heartbreak that the 49ers experienced in the NFC Championship game in earlier this or not earlier this year anymore, but um, early in 2023. And it was just about how 
they really never really had a chance in that game after all of the injuries that were suffered once both quarterbacks were out of the game. And so it was just a very strange way to have your season end, especially with the talent on that roster. Um, so I think it's kind of created um, maybe not more of a competitive fire, but they're just eager to see what they could have done with a fully loaded team. And kind of like what head coach Kyle Shanahan said, heading into this week and then also next week of practice, they do expect to have a lot of players come back um, and really regain that health factor. So I do think they're bringing more health into this playoff run. And then with just the unconventional ending to last season, there's got to be a little bit of residual feeling. So I think all of that creates just something a little bit different. Yeah, an edge. And George Kittle shared that, you know, it's the same assignment as any other regular season game. But because we're in the postseason, there's just a new level of intensity because it's win or go home. But Faithful, thank you for sending in your questions. That will do it for this episode. If you'd like to send us any question you have, we are happy to answer them. So text first and 10 to 408 715 4949. That's the number 1ST ampersand 10, just like how it looks on our cover art again to 408 715 4949 to submit your questions. We'll have all the details written out for you on 49ers.com. But thank you, Lindsay, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.